like I'm looking at my notes here, and then I'm looking right. at you. Like it's you it's got, a quick. Yeah, TikTok on your right hand side. <laughs> I have TikTok YouTube, on YouTube my... Reels on one side, and then just full blown softcore porn on the other side. Softcore. Yeah, it's hey, it's before noon. Come on. <laughs> well, yeah, it's important. It's important. No hardcore stuff before noon. We know this here. We know this. These are rules. We have to follow them. Yeah, yeah, Cam. Because you went. Uh, you know, you, you are. You know, Cam. You are from a pretty f- traditional. French Canadian household, right? Yeah, so tortier uh, during Christmas. Yeah, exactly, a lot of a lot of tortiers, a lot of tabernac, uh, Exactly, and the and you know and no no hardcore porn uh, before noon. Not even a minute. Yeah, that was a huge huge thing in your family, which I didn't know was a f- explicitly French Canadian thing, but apparently it is. Yeah, no softcore or only softcore porn before noon. Interesting, interesting to know. Yeah, now now you know. <laughs> French Canadian tip number one: no hardcore porn before noons. <laughs> hey, I think we have a sponsor on this week's uh, on shit this, on this week's uh, episode. Do you want me to? Do you want me to roll some roll some ad copy? I think we got some yeah, ad copy. Yeah, if you could roll. roll me some money. Okay, just gonna have set up. Uh, just gonna press play over here and boop. This week's episode of Two C's in a Pod is brought to you by P-Wipes. Hey, P-wipes. have you recently moved in with your partner and realized, where, where, where's all the toilet paper gone? Where is it? When, when I lived with just my male roommate, we went through one roll every two weeks. What the hell's happening here? Well, we bring to you P-Wipes. Uh, the affordable way to save money on toilet paper. What it is, is a self-cleaning rag meant for wiping pee only. Ah, yeah, keeping that to- Keeping that TP for those big number twos. Number two. Use uh, promo code 2 spot, uh for 15% off your very first order of pee wipes. Uh, and, and, and pee in with, 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 with confidence, with pee wipes. Pee with confidence, with two C's and a pot. Kick it! Continuing tonight on two C's and a pot. 96.7 on your... Two C's in a pot, 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 two C's I don't. Ah! <laughs> now, Cam, now, now you. Uh, uh, my name's Cameron Osborne. You're Cam McClure. All right. Uh, recently, Cam, you were trying to enter some uh, some uh, uh, tribute artist type contests. You were sort of going through the ranks so of I people who Vegas have tribute artists, it. right? You went to Vegas, right? You were thinking Elvis tribute artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you were looking at those like kind of like Tina Turner tribute artists didn't quite exist, yep. but you really honed in on the Michael Jackson. La- I, I see, I see a book by I see um, Michael Jackson for Dummies is there on your back shelf. Yes, sir. And uh, how's your practice been going so far? So far, you you haven't really said any. You know, you're not really working on the the, the classic Michael Jackson uh, things to say. You're more just saying your normal things in high pitched voices. That's right, Cameron. 
That's what we do. We're changing it up, bringing the old with the new. Ha ha. Right. Aha. Uh-huh. Famous, uh-huh. famous Michael Jackson thing to say. Aha. Uh-huh. You, you, you bowled right past Teehee Tee-hee. and Shimone. Shimone. And you went straight to Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is, is this a B-side that I'm unaware of? You're not aware of it. Yeah, yeah, Cam. So, yeah, you just got back from Vegas, and, yeah, and you know, and you're you're planning the wedding. So you are in the Michael Jackson mood, of course. You know, the big question is, might, will Michael Jackson be appearing on the wedding playlist in any way, shape, or form? I think... Well, I, I think I'll take some heat for this. One. You're gonna take some heat. You're gonna take some heat for this. Heat, heat check. Quick heat it's a check. Good que- it's a good question. Quick I mean, heat do check. We, do we take do we take every person off who's ever been accused of touching little boys? Because I mean, I got a full Jeffrey Epstein playlist that I was planning on doing. Yeah. Now you, Cam, similarly to uh, to kind of like those Charles Manson recordings uh, from the late '60s and that like the songs that he wrote. You have a very similar kind of thing, but early Epstein recordings. Early Epstein recordings. Yeah, it's mostly him playing folk guitar, not making much sense. Uh, he's very doing he's very, his Bob Dylan-ish impression. He's, he's, he's almost, it's, it's almost Epstein doing a Bob Dylan. Almost, yeah. And I say, no, no, you can't come on the plane. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's exactly it. So we're kind of barring any of the Epstein, Manson, Jackson music from being played uh, at the at the, at the at the big ceremony. Yeah, well, I mean, where where do we where do we draw the list? Does Aziz Ansar are we going to put his stand up special? Where do we draw the list, Cam? Yeah. Because that's important. Because you, as we know, you know, you're a fan of stand up, and you want a lot of full stand up bits. Full, yeah, uh, kind over of being dinner. played uh, over dinner. Um, over the dancing, you have that um, uh, that uh, the the Louis the, the famous Louis C.K. Uh, N word bit. Uh, I'm not familiar with you that. You want bit. that one just blasting shortly after the first dance. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I don't know about that one. What's I think that one might have uh, passed. Uh, that one might have been uh, outside of my com- comedy digest. Comedy Digest. It's on one of his I specials. Know. I think the the hilarious special, maybe. But uh, yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. So you you're you know you're having to make the decision which stand up comedy will play during your right. wedding. Which stand up comedy? Um, let's see who else has been canceled of recent that we can or cannot put on. I don't think anyone's been canceled for a, for a little while. Yeah, I now. think canceling's done now. I think, I think we're done. Canceling's with it. done. I think, I think you're allowed to do anything anymore. Uh, yeah. Uh, back to the old days. You can do anything you want now. Fucking uh, thank God. Thank God. Um, which which is great for you, Cam, because you also wanted. Yeah, you want a lot of cancel specific things to be involved. Yeah, I mean that'd be nice. I think it's a we're, we're doing like a farm to table type thing and a anti canceling type thing. It's kind of okay. the theme of the wedding. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. a lot of people wearing blackface, bring it back into style. Right, right, back into style. And black then what, into style. Then when somebody says, "Are you wearing blackface?" and you say, "No, sorry, sir, I thought this was a costume party. I'm dressed as Justin Trudeau," um, and then everyone's like, "That's okay. That's okay. In, in it's that okay case, with me." In that case, it's that's not fine. my big day. It's not, yeah, hey, hey, don't have all the attention on me hey, just because I'm the one in blackface. This is your day, Cam. This is about you and Shannon. Don't, I'm not going to prioritize myself at all. Yeah, so should we have, or, um, 
We'll pass on that one. That was a bad idea. Skip plowing ahead, Cam. Let's okay, get into next okay, week. Okay, we'll skip right through that. Let's uh, let's get into this week's episode of the show with first uh, uh, reviewing last week's show uh, because we got some notes. Notes. We got some notes. We got some notes. 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 We got some notes. Is this about the Mormons? Uh, there could be some things about the Mormons coming up later on. Alrighty. Um. First off. The 407 and McCowan do not intersect. Uh, Who said they did? One of us did. Um, I definitely didn't because I said, where's McCowan? But I uh, just so anyone knows, I, just so anyone knows I, would, I would hate for someone driving either north or south on McCowan Road thinking to themselves, uh, oh, we're going to get to the 407 eventually uh, because you will not. Just want to apologize about that. Um, also need to correct uh, the uh, the episode number. So last week, uh, last week we were kind of raving that it was going to be episode 90 making this 99 making the live show no i think we were right no we were right on it no we are not (laughs) so last week last week was actually episode 97 despite me thinking it's episode 98 which means that this episode is actually 98 which means that our live episode next week camp's birthday party uh will be episode 99 unless we do something crazy no nothing crazy uh which means that our week after is actually the episode 100 fuck how long have we been doing this for? Approximately a hundred weeks. Yeah, but that's like four years. Uh, there's fifty-two weeks in a year, so Fuck, probably two-ish a year. Yeah. Oops. Uh, Oopsie days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been my a, math wasn't so good. It's been about two years, uh, and it's you deal with numbers on a daily basis. What has twenty-six? Oh, twenty-six pay periods. There it is. Probably because twenty-six times two is. Is a number. A number 52. that would coincide with uh, how many weeks of the podcast there is. Um, and then finally, you guessed it right, Cam. We have some Mormon fun facts for you. Let's hear them. Mormon fun facts, of course, a.k.a. the Church of the Latter-day Saints. Saints. That's actually what they're called. Mormon is a, more of a colloquial thing that they're called within. Uh, and to answer your first question off the bat, obviously they're not cool with gay marriage. Gotta get that. Nope. Yeah, ob- obviously not. They're a religion, so why would they be? They will acknowledge that uh, qu- um, some pastors will acknowledge that quote many struggle with same gender attraction end quote, uh, but they'll never actually use the words gay or lesbian in terms of sexual orientation. Uh, so to answer your question, God made Adam and Eve, and that's it. Um, they also believe in donating ten percent of their earnings to charity. That's, that's impressive. Nice. Do you that's do that? fun. Uh, I do, donate fifteen percent. I do, and I, by charity, I mean the government. Yeah, I, I give about fifteen percent to the to uh, the government charity, of course. Um, the more what they do with it, I have no idea. I, Sometimes I see signs that say this road costs two point six million dollars, and it looks like it was a hundred meter stretch. And I really start to question why I pay taxes. Continue, Cam. Um, Mormons also believe that marriage is eternal. I mean, that even in the afterlife, uh, you can't get rid of that ball and chain. Uh, what about, uh, so I'm assuming that meatloaf, not a Mormon. Because now I'm praying for the end of time. So hurry up and rewind. Yeah, that could nope. be. That could be. You know, that could be. Right. Uh, you know, of course, you're thinking of the, uh, um, yeah, I guess that would be hard to say. Praying for the end of time so I can end my time with you. But if marriage is eternal and time <laughs> is eternal... 
There you go. Then those two would both coincide. Meatloaf, sorry, you're not getting out of that marriage anytime soon. How many times do you think Meatloaf's been married? I'm going to guess four. Really? Um, <laughs> just my guess. Um, I'm going to guess the, two. The Twilight book series is also an allegory for Mormonism. Bet you um, didn't see that one. There? Bet you didn't see that one coming. Stephanie Mayer, uh, the author of the Twilight series, although born in Hartford, Connecticut, which is not Mormon territory, she is a lifelong member and donator to the Church of the Latter Day Saints, the Mormon Church, and oh, yes. uh, many of the the uh, the the eternal the relationships between uh, the Edward Cullen character and the uh, uh, Kristen Stewart character, um, the attraction for life, the eternal love. Is is uh, heavily influenced off of Mormon's idea that marriage is eternal. Uh, what so else we got allegory here? Allegory just means like a mirror or uh, not a mirror. Yeah, a, yeah, kind of like, yeah, like, kinda a, like uh, it's it's using that as a reference almost. That's that's exactly right. You know, like uh, gotcha. like Harry Potter is an allegory for Satan. Um, really? And, no. Uh, no. <laughs> that was just me saying some shit. The Mormons. Wait, uh, Led Zeppelin is an allegory for Lord, Lord of, the, of Rings. the Rings. There you go. Oh, look at me, pop culture guy <laughs> over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cab, Cab, you you are the definition of her, you've heard two Led Zeppelin songs and now you love them. Like that is I you love, in a fucking dude, nutshell. If if, if Led you, Zeppelin comes heard? out with like a documentary, I'm gonna be like number one fan, dude, since day one. Yeah, you're love. the guy in your high school who asked everybody if they've heard the song "Stairway to Heaven." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I just call it "Stairway." I just call it "Stairway." Uh, the Mormons were also some of the first gold hunters uh, across the United States. While Mormons were digging for further messages from gods in form of tablets. Of course, as we all know, Joseph Smith discovered Mormonism because God, an angel, visited him in a dream and said that God had buried two tablets. So Mormons actually went through the western United States digging in random spots hoping they could find more messages from God and ended up finding a lot of gold instead. And this is probably part of the reason why their church's assets today total over $30 billion. Damn. Um, and $30 billion is a lot of money for, uh, well, as you don't have to pay taxes, right? I don't know how that works, but as I don't think, yeah, I think if you're a church, you don't pay taxes, which is like the big scam, which is how Scientology does not have to. Yeah. Um, uh, now I'm sure this bit's been done before cam, but, uh, the the, the Joseph Smith thing that not, not, uh, you know, tickle some hairs in the back of your neck. If someone went, sorry, who founded all this? Uh, Jim, uh, you know, Joe, Joe. Oh, Joe, really? Joe who? Joseph Smith. Joseph, you know, Joseph Smith. He's uh, down the block. <laughs> yep, Cam, you are right. South Park did it. Check out the episode. It's called The Book of Mormon. I'm going to guess Fuck. season nine-ish. I thought um, that was a play. Uh, both. Well, it's a musical and written by the same men. Uh, okay. Finally, I do have to say, as of December 2020, there are over 16.5 million members of the Mormon Church, uh, mostly in the United States, but then also many islands in the South Pacific and South America where missionary work would have occurred. So $30 billion, $30 billion of assets, over 16.5 million members, uh, the numbers seems to be off there. And fastest growing, one of the fastest growing religions in America. It is the fastest growing religion in America, Cam. God, you mentioned that. Uh, shout out to all of our Mormon fans, do listeners you, of the show. LDS. Um, I don't think so. It's not incredibly popular in Canada. I think the odds of I've, meeting I've met somebody one. here in Canada. Yeah. 
It was, uh, I think it was in university. And are you sure you're not thinking wait, of, uh, no. I'm sure th- th- you're not thinking of Mennonite? Because those run I'm, rampant in Kitchener, no, Waterloo. They do, but I'm trying to think. I think she was. I def, No, maybe it was a Jehovah's Witness. I've definitely ran to one Jehovah's Witness, and they caused a bunch of problems because they wouldn't stand up for the national anthem. And then my dad got really pissed. And then there was another lady who was at one of those religions, and it was very difficult to get in touch with her for group projects because she didn't have any form of social media or like any form of internet. Yeah, that could be. Uh, I th- that's, that probably sounds more of a Mennonite thing. Maybe. I think Mormons are allowed to use technology. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> anyway. Well, thanks for the the Mormon update, Cam. Mormon do updates. Any, uh, do you have any uh, pro Mormon tips? Maybe some soaking. Uh, no, no, didn't I didn't I didn't look into any Mormon tips or anything like that. But uh, but hey, you can look at those on your own time if you really wanted to. Yeah, no, not before noon. Not before noon. Not before noon, Cam. You're right. Now, Cam, now, you know we're recording this podcast early in the morning. Uh, you're still sipping on your coffee, I see. Tea. Tea, okay, because I think this is a big step up. Because a few weeks ago, uh, you were, I think, um, doing the beer and coffee at the same time thing, the classic upper downer. Yeah, uh, well, my thought to today it. is the UFC is on tonight and it'll be late. So if I start having a beer now, I'll fall asleep by six. Right, right, so right. So if right, I right. start having beers at like six, seven. I'll be able to stay up for the main event where Dustin Poirier faces Charles Dubronx Oliveira. Okay, there you go. There you go. A bunch of nonsense words to the, uh, possibly the majority of our listeners. It's a big fight night. It'll be fun. Okay. Okay. Yeah, would recommend. This is, this is one to tune in for, folks. I'm sure you've probably already missed it. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe that fight. That was an incredible fight. Oh, my God. The way that when that he guy, did the, when he did that thing. I oh. now now I can't believe um, that after the fight in the uh, in the post fight interview uh, that Joe Rogan pulled his pants down um, exposing uh, his bottomless piggy bank. His well, as we know, folks. <laughs> um, as we know, I do have to say though, um, I wrote this in a, in a in a text thread that you and I are a part of, uh, but I never heard back from you. This recent episode of Tim Heidecker. Uh, office hours podcast. Wait, was it in? Was it sent to me or was it sent to like ten people? It was sent to the uh, one one yeah a message thread that you and I are both a part of. Yeah, I was having surgery that day and I woke up and there was like forty messages. And so we'll, I didn't we'll, read we'll get any to the sur- we'll get to the surgery in a little bit, Cameron. No one's really particularly worried about that. I think if they yeah, hear, I think obviously I'm here. If they're hearing your voice, you're obviously fine right. and don't have. Have any I fun stood st- up this entire time? I am not saying <laughs> and I have. Don't have any fun stories to tell us. No, but you need to check out this episode. It's a uh, Tim Heidecker, as we all know. He put in a twelve or an eleven and a half hour episode of a podcast. Uh, and the JPEG and the camera work, it's all exactly framed like an episode of Rogan. You need, <laughs> you need to watch. You need, 11 I and a half hours, there, there's a There's a surprise, though, that I don't I don't want to spoil the surprise, so I'm not going to say what happens. Just, Cam, give me an watch an hour. Really, a full hour? If you can do a full hour. No, you don't have to do it in one sitting. I did it in a couple sittings. It's very funny to listen to because it's it sounds like every single episode of the Joe Rogan podcast. 
Um, and it, everyone, there's three guys involved. Heidecker's playing the Rogan role, and two other guys are kind of playing the people who he's interviewing. It is done very, very, very well. Uh, so I would recommend it for just just that. But if you can, if you can give me about an hour's worth, maybe a, a little bit more than an hour, hour and five minutes, hour ten, I promise you will not be uh, disappointed. So I got the clip up here. I'm not going to listen to it right now, but I see how they've done the the look of it. They did nail it. I'm more curious about the content, but 12 hours. It I can't believe like I said, for that long. Please, if you can give me an hour of it. An hour. Give uh, me. Okay, Camp, how about I have this? literally nothing to do for the next Camp. six weeks, so I think I can, Camp, I can how about this? that much. Watch until the surprise happens. That's all I'm going to say. That is all okay. I'm going to say because I truly do not want to spoil it. Uh, because I'll let you know, I missed it. I missed the surprise. surprise and happened. I only have to watch an hour in? I, that's all I want to say. I don't want to say too much. Right around an hour, there's a surprise. And you don't even notice it. That's all That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, that's uh, a cliffhanger. I'm not sure. Cliffhanger. Uh, speaking of cliffhangers, cliffhanger. Cam, um... Uh, earlier on this week, I was opening up a box. We purchased an air mattress. We have a guest staying with us the past couple days. Uh, so we got an air mattress that the guests can sleep on. And um, I was opening uh, the box, and the box was fucking glued shut. I don't know who they're trying to keep out of these things, but the way I was kind of manipulating the scissors, I just got a little cut on my finger. Like right on the pad of my index finger, right? Just going oh, down okay. vertically. It was pretty sore, just like the way it opened up. I'm having a tough time. The the wound hasn't quite healed back. You know, you know when that happens, right. like a little cut on yeah, your finger. A that's a happened. paper cut, basically. exactly right. So, in in that vein, Cam, I got a little cut on my finger, and Cam, you had a little cut on your belly. A small cut, about a small five inches incision. Long. Uh, Cam, yeah. you got surgery. Tell us about it. <laughs> So first all of all, right. uh, you had to do the classic don't eat anything for four days. They're worried you're going to poop. Because, yeah, Cam, you, well, take, you take big dumps. We know this. Don't even. <clears throat> you'll hear about the poops in a second. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 12, I think 12 hours before, no drinking. And they said in the morning of, get some apple juice in you at 5 a.m. But it was like 8 o'clock at night. I'm not going out for apple juice at 8 o'clock at night. Sorry, people. Sorry, people. You hear it. Heard it here first. I'm no apple juice smuggler. Wow. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. So I didn't. And then I woke up. Thirsty's all damn hell, but I couldn't drink anything. So I had to just be parched until uh got to the hospital. Super quick in the hospital. Got me right to my bed. They stuck the IV in me and I'm like, good, I'm so thirsty. Cause I was getting worried I was gonna be dehydrated. But uh they got it in me. Didn't don't like that part. Not sure if you had an IV in you of recent, but they fucking jam it right into you. Okay. And then you feel you feel the the uh I don't really call it the thing that holds like the tube, you feel the tube inside of you. Wow. Cuz that's where they're going to stick things into it. Real gross. Um Cam's vigorously taking notes on the surgery here. Um, I was curious. <laughs> just in case. Just and he's just put this down there. If you are planning on being a heroin addict, very good way to uh, keep the needle in there and not have to put new needles in. So, this is something I learned after because they really right, want to make right, sure they right. take that out of you because Shannon told me that some intravenous drug users like to keep it in there. Because Cam, because anyway, you were looking to experiment, I also see on the shelf behind you uh, heroin use for dummies. 
I mean, I'm not going to do it half-heartedly. Now, because you've, you've been buying all of these extremely bizarre and specific for Dummies book. Michael Jackson trip, uh, impersonating for Dummies, Segways for Dummies, uh, How to Heroin for Dummies. Very segways, odd, odd and specific. Segway transitions for Dummies. Yes, yes, which of course was going between the traditional two-wheeled Segway to now their scooter-style Segway, uh, the new product. Um, so once we do that, get... It's pretty much waited around for two hours. They kept asking me the same question. What's your name? What's your date of birth? What are you here for? What side is it on? Um, just to make sure that they're not cutting the wrong person open or cutting the wrong side open, mm-hmm. which obviously told me that that's happened more than once because they asked me about nine times. What's your name? What's your date of birth? What side are we doing this on? And you give them a little fake out left and they give you a look. You go, I'm, I'm just joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Got right some brevity side. to the situation over here. Yeah. Um, and then uh, eventually like, all right, I'll be your anesthesiologist. Uh, would you like to have the spinal or the uh, asleep for it? The spinal one being you're just awake and you're just like, oh, good work down there, fellas. Yeah, I can't feel a thing. Look at that. Is that my insides? Holy smokes. Never thought I'd see that. Or the put me to sleep. I don't want to see any of this. Obviously, I'm going for that option. Didn't know I had the choice, really. Um, anyway. Uh, tune in and l- let me know your thoughts, folks. Would you take the spinal option? I've heard of some surgeons doing that where they say, give me the spinal anesthetic. I would like to watch you perform my surgery because I do these all day and you better not fuck this up. Of course, I bet. You know, that's like a, yeah, yeah. That's like an example uh, of an example uh, being a good example, you know? All right. That's a way to put it, I guess. Yeah, I was in trouble there. I was in trouble there. Uh. Anyway, so then they get they meet meet all the doctors. They tell you what they're doing, and then the doctor. I finally they start pushing me into the OR room, and they're like, "Okay, your gown's out. Here we go." Doctor comes in. He goes, "You're not going to remember having any of this conversation." Um, does the name check again? What we're we doing? Which I don't know why he said that because I remember that conversation. Now and you and you're in the gown, the classic paper backless. No, it's gown cloth. thing. Ah, oh, that's too cloth. bad. That's too bad. Yeah. Um, I did make sure I shaved everything the night before because I didn't need any dirty ass razor burns with because they're they're not going to do a good job. And if and, and Cam, me. if I know one thing about you, you have hair all over your body. Yeah, I'm probably some call me the hairiest man alive. There are now, still Guinness, friends of mine who Guinness actually <laughs> Guinness was actually poking their head around the hospital, uh, looking for some new kind of like medical freaks or something, and uh, they saw you and they had to call you hairiest man alive right there. I have friends who b- still refuse to believe that I don't shave my chest hair. And that one's weird because, like, I don't... You I would see stubble. I wouldn't believe someone if they said I don't... Because to me, shaving your chest is a is shameful. So maybe that's why they see your chest and they say to themselves, well, like, obviously he would lie about this because no real man shaves their chest except for except for Adam Levine. Oh, does he? I'd probably... But, you know, he's allowed. All right. Um, we're making some bold assumptions here, Cam. And uh, this, are we going to cancel Adam Levine? Oh, absolutely not. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. So I made sure I got trimmed up there because I don't need their dirty-ass four-times-used Gillette ones that they just do. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I got enough cuts on me. You don't need any more. Yeah, yeah. Those hospitals in Kitchener, uh, they're great places for, uh, you know, for surgery to go. Yeah, uh, not for shaving. Not for shaving. Their, their, uh, their Gillette budget is virtually zero. Very low. So, yeah, I was smooth as a baby's bottom. 
Um, anyway, and then they're, they put you under oxygen and they go, all right, you'll be asleep in 30 seconds. And you go, okay. You and can't, then you see him put this stuff in the uh, IV bag and then you're like, oh, I feel it warm coming up my arm. Oh, I'm going to go to sleep. And then next thing you know, you're like, I'm getting tired. Gone. Wake up. And I thought I was in Las Vegas again. And then the whole staff laughed because I said something about Las Vegas and I was in a different room. And I was like, I was like, what did I say? They're like, ah, don't worry about it. I'm like, I feel so fucked up. And they're like, how's your pain? About a four. Right. Cause you're just lying down. Like, oh, okay. Well, how about now? Oh, one. What'd you do? Uh, we gave you fentanyl and morphine. Oh, forgot those had practical applications. Exactly. So I'm now a fentanyl addict. <laughs> Cam, as you know, um, now listeners at home, this might be a little bit difficult for you to kind of visualize. Cam, you, um, and I should have really opened up the podcast with this. You have a lot of new face tattoos uh, yeah. that I never kind of noticed. A lot before. of those are scabs. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> now you keep calling them scabs. I've never seen scabs like multicolored, or I've never seen a scab. Uh, let me see. Can That'll I go away? But get a bit closer. What does that no, scab say? Yeah. That scab say R.I.P. Lil Peep. Hey, good guy. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Cam. So now you. Um, yeah. You. They had you on morphine. They had you on fentanyl. I also noticed you opened a new SoundCloud page uh, yes, just for some yeah. of your trap beats. Yeah, check out my hot mixtape. It's hot. Yeah. Hot off the block. Yeah. Um, and then I was pretty fine. I mean, just sitting there, you're waiting around. You're kind of, you think you're fine, but then you realize that there's so much anesthetic in you that you're just still kind of fucked up and you're saying things that don't really make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually the doctor's like, okay, you ready to go? Let's do it. And he goes, okay, sit up. And as soon as I sat, I'm like, oh, he goes, yeah, it's going to hurt. Like, you got a big incision in you. Like, oh, fuck. I'm like, that hurts so bad. So, it's anytime I move positions at that point, I was like, this fucking hurts so bad. He goes, yeah, and you're still under anesthetic. Like, this is going to hurt a lot worse later. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. And then he helps me get up. And then he's like, all right, should we call your fiance? I'm like, give her the dial. I call her. And then, uh, like, all right, go get your pants on. So, I go to put my pants on. And I'm like, what the fuck? I can't feel my one leg. Like, not at all. I can, I can feel my hamstring. I can feel my calf. My quad is completely void of any feeling at all. Like, pinch it, stab it, doesn't matter. Can't feel anything. I'm like, hey, doctor, uh, I can't feel anything. And my leg goes, okay, we'll get the other doctor. He comes over and goes, yeah, we just put some local anesthetic in there. Probably hit a nerve. Wouldn't, wouldn't be too concerned. I'm like, fuck, this means that I can get the biggest pump <laughs> ever on my leg and not feel a burn. Yeah. Think about that. If I yeah. never get feeling it on my leg, oh, man, it's going to be huge. <laughs> that pain went away in like 12 hours or something like that. And the rest of the day was pretty normal because you're just so dosed up on whatever, whatever. They gave me some hydromorphone, which is an opioid. And I guess the rule of thumb is don't drink over 10 beers with it, which, I mean, how can you control yourself? Right. Or I guess you'll black out. Um, and then they told me take stool softener, Tylenol and Advil because the stool softener, cause you're going to get constipated from the antibiotics and the opioid. I had dinner or lunch, dinner, 
breakfast, lunch, dinner, breakfast, lunch without pooping. And I was, I thought it was going to explode. Wow. That's like, that's like the two full kind of like day cycles, almost two and a half days. Oh my God. I was getting so nervous because they were telling me (laughs) if you don't poo, you might blow out your stitches. (laughs) Right. Cause it's right on your, it's in your intestine. So like if you just hold enough poo there, it's going to, right. And then you're just going to be leaking shit. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. I was getting nervous. so And they're like, do not sit on the toilet and try and push it because you might also blow out your stitches. So I'm drinking like nine grams of fiber, drinking like seven liters of water a day, um, stool softeners as soon as I can. They say I only take two, and I, I didn't want to really push that limit because I didn't know what would happen. I had a feeling I'd know what happened, but geez. magnesium. I had people telling me like, that meta, meta, Metamucil? Do you get any some Metamucil? Uh, that's just fiber, right? Uh, so, I, I don't I mean, know. I'm, I just know it helps old people poo. Yeah. Well, they should drink more water. Uh, and eventually, oh boy, eventually it all came out and holy smokes that I feel good after that. And now I'm back to regular. Now I can't do anything, which sucks. I can't take Darla for walks. I've left the house once since Monday. Right. Okay. Yeah. This is, this yeah. must be killing you then. It's killing me. Yeah, I'm reading a lot, watching a lot of golf videos. Not that I can swing a club. <sighs> Going to bed at like eight o'clock. I'm bored. Mm-hmm. Tonight's pretty much today's all I got. I mean, I was pissed off because you were four minutes late for the podcast, and then I thought to myself, I have nothing to do today. I'm just gonna sit here for an hour after and just think about what I said. And you know what? I kind of knew that I had this uh, this liberty. Also, you know, I was like, you know, we kind of coordinated this time a little bit later. Uh, you know, in the week, um, and I said I was like, yeah. So how how does Saturday work? And just as soon as I got that text back, wide open. I was like, hell yeah, it's wide open. It should be a motherfucker. Wide open, yeah. No, can't have a more wide open schedule. Now, Cam, I, now this is fantastic. Um, I'm. Uh, this might be the first time that you're actually taking like a medical professional's full advice. Uh, yeah, and I, I'll tell you this, Cam. <laughs> I'll tell you this. It sucks. Last doctor I saw called me short and fat. Wow. This yeah, doctor, that's a good point. As we all remember, at, this doctor, slob, he was he was like, We don't back. have to worry about you. This doctor on the Avicavas, we don't have to worry about you. With lean patience, these operations go well. Holy yeah. smokes was I through them and he's like, Sorry, could you repeat that? A lean patient? And, uh, that's <laughs> right, doctor. My last one called me obese and short. Uh, I'm no old, longer a short uh, and fat old guy. Old slobs, old slobs. You remember, go back to episode six ish. Uh, Cam had a doctor telling him that he was short and fat, 5'11 and obese. Yeah, 5'11. With a BMI structure through the roof. Yeah, he said, you, I don't know how you don't have diabetes now. He said, should we get the Guinness World, World Book of World Records in here? Yeah, Guinness was Guinness already Book. at the hospital. They had just given you yeah. a hairiest person. But no, I've been, uh, by, by, I call him a real doctor because he gave me the news I like to hear. And that's what you do, folks, is you go find the doctor with the news that you want, not the news that you don't. Exactly. If you're, are you watch, are you watching the news on television and you don't like what they're telling you? Just flip channels until you like what they're telling you. That's obviously the truth. I remember one time I went to the doctor and they're like, let me take your blood pressure. And they took it. They're like, it's a little bit high. I'm like, I'm sipping on a coffee. I'm in a doctor's <laughs> office waiting for a surgery. It's going to be a little bit high. I'm a little bit nervous. Yeah. Yeah. They don't take into account the fact that you could go to the doctor and they could be like, okay, so you're going to die in five, four, yeah, three. Yeah. Like, let me check your blood pressure. But like, your blood pressure is pretty high. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'd expect it to be. They never seem to think that one through. No. 
But then uh, overall, yeah, pretty good. I got Shannon taking care of pretty much everything that we need. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, when I, I, I found T3, not T3s. Um, if you take a Tylenol and an aspirin, an extra tank Tylenol and aspirin, pretty much works as good as um, an opioid does. It just soothes the pain immediately. Yeah, I've never had a T3, <laughs> uh, so I wouldn't know. I don't know. <sighs> Jesus. Jesus, game. Yeah. I forgot if I cough, it might rip open stitches, so I got to be careful about yeah, coughing. Be, ca- be careful on that cough, Cam. Let's uh, let's get into the podcast. Let's move on to another segment, Cam, because you've had All nothing right. but time to sit on your couch, feet up, uh, and not stress. But I'm telling you, after, la- after how last week's episode ended, I was stressing through the roof. Could MacGyver make it? Let's bring you MacGyver and Fiverr. Ma 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 MacGyver and Five. It's time for MacGyver and Fiverr. MacGyver and Fiverr. It's time for MacGyver and Fiverr. Because we only have five minutes to recap this week's episode of MacGyver. <laughs> last, because yeah, last we last we checked on MacGyver. Uh, I don't know. Did he stop the bomb? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess we'll never know. We will. Yeah, ne- this episode is the last three minutes that we missed. See if we can wrap it up. Yeah, see if we can wrap it up real quick. Uh, you know how the game's played. We have five minutes to recap uh, a week in Special Agent MacGyver's life. First name, we don't know yet. So let's get into it, Cam. I have the first half of this week's episode. As you know, I plundered through last week's second half. Uh, but we're going to see if uh, we can get all this done in five minutes. Are you ready, Cam? Yes, sir. We have episode 15, The Enemy Within. Here we go. 5, 4, 3, 2, and we open in a beautiful mountain area where Mac is met by a German hunter and his dog. Turns out to be an international rendezvous of sorts, exchanging between spies, exchanging secret info. Just then, literal SS officers show up and surround them. Mac tries to talk his way out of it, but it doesn't work, and he has to make a run for it. So him and this German hunter are running for their lives, uh, getting shot out all around them. Mac runs onto a roadway where he sees a car coming. He starts to hide from the car, but it turns out to be a familiar face, a friend of his named Bannister. They drive and after a shootout, the uh, brake lines get shot out, even the e-brake. And at this point, our speed is approaching 140 kilometers an hour, so it says the speedometer. So Mac plans to escape through the window, get onto the engine, while he will somehow redirect the steering fluid into the brake lines and hope it works. We buzz right across that east-west German border. Mac's plan work, and the car slowly slows down. Back in Los Angeles, Mac delivers a letter to a German security guard at the office. Turns out his family lives in East Berlin, and Mac was delivering a letter saying they're sick. God, what a great guy. We meet hot Mrs. Bannister. Uh, and then we find Peter, remember him from a couple weeks ago and last week, who is now some kind of F- assistant FBI director. Peter tells us that we lost four agents in the last month. Um, and so somebody knows secrets and they're taking out our agents. Peter wants Mac to get back to work, but Mac is adamant on moving to a new house and taking some time off. But Peter wants us to catch this mole because we're the only one he can trust. We then meet Victoria, a Russian defector who Peter believes can help us catch the mole. After a little convincing, Mac agrees to help so we're off to the peace and science symposium where there will be a russian delegation and we're there to get info so we caught we catch up for a bit with banister and hot miss banister then peter and victoria arrive and victoria specs out a man named fritz or something like that. I couldn't quite catch it, but whoever he is, he is a hired killer. A priest comes up onto a podium and a microphone to speak, but uh, Fritz, maybe, touches a little button, which causes some kind of weird feedback with a microphone. 
Uh, he then presses it again, and it seems to disorient the priest a little bit, to the point where the priest, in a haze, reaches into the podium where a gun is hidden under a cloth. He picks it up and starts to open fire. As everyone escapes, Max uses a high-power sonic laser to shatter the priest's glasses, stopping him. After his glasses break, they get right to him, ask him for answers. He But, uh, Fritz presses the button again. The priest starts to have a heart attack. Bannister tries CPR, but he has no luck. Cam, over to you. All right, so after this reverend, not priest, is dead, not sure if that's the same thing, uh, Victoria, who should be now hiding because she is a international woman of mystery, actually comes to Max's flat where he's conducting some chemistry experiments because I guess he's a chemist as well. Uh, in the experiment, he finds that if he uses an electric field within a certain chemical, it creates a nylon from the liquid, which was likely used to block the reverend's arteries causing the heart attack. Now, Craig, uh, Mr. I think you had a name for him. It's C Craig and Ingrid is the two people's names. Craig is back at his flat with his wife, Ingrid, as she's giving him a massage. One then, out of the sudden, turns out she turns on an ultrasonic truth device, which hypnotizes Craig, making him somehow now believe that Mac and Victoria are behind the murder, murder and that he needs to kill both of them. Mac is in the venue hall with Victoria, analyzing the tape of the murder, trying to notice some inconsistencies as to what happened that night. Now, Mac tries to figure out if he can hypnotize Victoria, so he grabs a mirror, some spinning things, a couple metal objects to use as a hypnotic device, and Victoria asks Max if he can trust him and forces a kiss on him. Real steamy moment there. Anyway, Mac uses the hypnotic device to make Victoria remember that Ingrid is the mole and the inside spy, when all of a sudden Ingrid and Craig burst into the venue trying to kill Mac and Victoria. While at gunpoint, Mac tries to convince Craig that he has been programmed and that Ingrid is the Russian agent or the mole. While he is slowly coming to grips with all this, Ingrid turns on the electromagnetic field on Craig, collapsing him, and Vic pistol whips, or Victoria pistol whips Ingrid. Mac only now has minutes to save Craig's life, who will soon have nylon in his arteries if the magnetic field is not reversed. He grabs a microphone cord, a candlestick holder made of metal, rubber flooring to create an electrical field to reverse the current, making a makeshift defibrillator, saving Craig, and ending the episode with 30 seconds left. There you're 30. That was a blunt ending. Yeah, it was just a weird ending where I guess I had 20 seconds. We didn't really solve anything. It just, we saved Craig's life. And the Vic, I guess the bad guy got pistol whipped. Oh yeah, I guess listeners, what you're thinking of, uh, when he was saying Craig and Ingrid, I was saying Bannister and hot Mrs. Bannister. You met them yeah. when they had last names. Uh, I only met them, or I met them when I had last names. You met them when they first names. And that's time. Boom. Yeah, weird ending to that one. Uh, it just seemed like, oh, we pistol whipped the bad guy. It was too abrupt. And then... I mean, there was no solution. It was, oh, we found the bad guy, we pistol whipped them, and then we saved the guy's life. It, we didn't capture anybody. It was yeah. just, oh, good, that person's okay. Yeah, I guess the mind control isn't being used anymore. Or is no, it going to be, be used for nefarious means? Who knows? Uh, little, I'm hoping they're saving some budget here because that was a little bit of weak. A little bit of weak. We've had better episodes than that one. Of course. Also, the stunts... Come on, Mac. Like, your stunt was to make a hypnotic machine? That was your stunt, really? Well, he did have the big That's... stunt climbing on top of the uh, the hood. That was a good we're one. We're past the five minutes, though, Cam, so we're in, we're, right, we're right, in injury time, as, uh, shut the fuck as up. I would call it. I mean, you don't, have, you don't have to. You don't have to. 
Oh, boy. So, I need to get some Tylenol in me. Yeah, Cam needs to get some Tylenol in uh, in him. Uh, this episode ninety, um, this episode ninety eight. Next week, episode ninety nine, recorded one live. Uh, we're all very much so looking forward to it. But I think we would love to hear um, uh, listener questions. Do they exist out there? Anything listeners want to know? Uh, we'll answer them. We can answer them on the show. Uh, so you can write in two season a pod at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you uh, who knows if you have a you, you an ad a product you want to sell um, maybe you know you want you want to leave a little voice note to that email have your uh, have your voice played here live on the podcast um, have your local business sponsor the show have your local business sponsor the show of course uh, a P- uh, pizza Tony's pizza Tony's that yeah. was a one we had one time uh, I think there was uh a car rental place one time. Possibly. I wish I could remember all these names. You know, when, when when you have the level of sponsor, like we have so many sponsors, we can't truly remember every single one. No, we can't. And that's why Impossible. we don't. That's why we don't, Cam. Plowing ahead here. Okay. All right. You can't Cam. say pl- you can't say plowing ahead it without time having something some in mind. Fucking drugs in my body. I got something in mind, and it's a little game that I like to call Headline or S9. Hey, 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 Headline or S9. Do I rhyme? Uh, like the bimes. Oh, what rhymes with orange? Orange. What's up? Mm. Cam, big dab. A Doing a big dab right here. Uh, circa 2016. Big dab. No, dabs are this one. Yeah, that's what you this were doing. One, I don't know what this is. No. Big dab coming out from Cam. <sighs> Whatever. All right, turn Big that off. text you, coming you in on Cam's fucking off. phone. Big text. For somebody who wasn't supposed to be busy, you sure you sure receive your service. You're and you're because you're buzzing. I can see. I, I can feel the little People rumble. People keep asking me if I'm alive. Like, how are you feeling today? Alive. I feel like I got stabbed in the side every day. Which, asking somebody alive. if they're alive is a weird question. Because the answer is oh, either going to be... Oh, that all the time? Because I never answer a text. Uh, so it's more of like... But more of like a uh, uh, like a hyperbole. They're not actually saying... like They don't actually believe you're dead. Because if you text somebody, yeah, are you alive? Yeah, I all the time. And yeah. she never believes me. If you text yeah. somebody back, are you, are you dead? And... Any As answer criminal. is an answer is is positive, it, unless it's this is police officer McKinney. I grabbed this phone off the street. I'm sorry to say that the answer is no. <laughs> In but which you case, send it with the slam side effects. Right, right. But real, real weird way, uh, you know, to kind of alert the family. <laughs> Texting. <laughs> hey, what up? Hey, dad. Hey, son. You alive? Nah. Signed yeah. off, Cam, officer. Cam said the game. Cam said the game is headliner ass nine. Uh, headlines back and forth. Sometimes they're real, sometimes they're not. Cam, I got one here for you. <laughs> Are real. you ready? No. Cam, headliner ass nine. Dozens of camel barred from Saudi Arabia beauty contest for Botox use. Camel. So we got that the animal. Animal. Animal camel. Animal camel. Uh, just like the pack of cigarettes, the camel lights, um, you know, th- these camels can be dangerous, right? Put a little too much Botox in those humps, 
uh, which I assume they're doing, maybe to the face to get. Cause I think that's what you're looking for is symmetry in the humps, good eyebrows, good beards, um, overall good cleanliness. I think that's what you're looking for. I don't know, Kim. Have you been to a cattle show? I I don't think I have. No, no. I've I've been to definitely like a that's, smaller rodeos, but never a, uh, a a show where they're being awarded something. Yeah, that's the only experience I have, and I assume it's kind of the equivalent of that. It's the 4-H show where they bring out cattle, and they have young people kind of display the cattle, and then there's an inspector that goes around the clipboard and, like, touches its butt, puts its finger up no, there, no, and then no, puts it in. No, I, I know the event you're talking about, Cam. I don't think that was cattle. Well, I thought that was your ex-wife. Oh, got him. Um, where are they going with this? Oh, yeah. Camel. So I assume it's the same thing. And yeah, I, I bet there's money to be made in this shit. I bet. I mean, if I can get some action on this, I'm fucking putting money down. That's a headline, Cam. Cam, this one is a headline here for you. This story coming out of Saudi Arabia, where a camel beauty contest, uh, where over 40, 40 camels have been disqualified because of Botox injections and other artificial touch-ups. This is, um, uh, these were camels uh, participating in the King Abu Dalizi Camel Festival, where these camels were competing for, uh, parts of prize money over 60, worth over 66 million dollars, uh, US in total prize money, which is wild. Authorities discovered stretched out lips and noses, as well as hormone boosts to increase the size of certain camels' muscles, Botox in parts of the lips to make them look bigger and fuller. Uh, so this is obviously a big no-no. Like you said, Cam, natural beauty. The, the event uh, seeks to preserve the camel's role in the kingdom's heritage, and using artificial enhancements is against that tradition. Oh, good to know. Well, I'm, I'm still going to put some money on that if I can. Yeah. You can put money down on competitive dog uh, canine search teams in America. Yeah, I actually heard uh, for the uh, for the disc golf uh, uh, championships, the guy who won was like the most underdog. He was the very last person on the fucking made the cut list, uh, and he won. So uh, I I, heard, I did hear that some people made some cash off that. Damn. Yeah. Uh, headliner asked me, Cam. Pope Francis says he'll forgive prostitutes, but not the gay ones. Uh. Yeah, so he's the cool one though, right? He's the one who's like, "Hey, we're just let's let's just not talk about gay marriage. Do it, but we're not let's not talk about it." Right? He's the current kind of pope or whatever. Um Yeah, well, I think as, you know, certainly as we progress as society, we're not calling them prostitutes anymore, Cam. They're called sex workers. <clears throat> they work for their sex, just like you work, you know, for your money. You work for your nut and they work for theirs. Or they work, work for, for somebody money. else's nut, but either way, however it works, yeah. Let's um, just because you're a sex worker doesn't mean that you can't be uh, in the eyes of the Lord. You know, as long as you're, you know, you're, if you're counting your rosemaries when you're getting uh, double penetrated, hey, that's not on me. That's not on me, baby, and that shouldn't be on God either. But uh, we do have to draw a line in the sand for now. Let the next pope be the one to forgive the gay, the gay sex workers. You know, he's this guy's like, I can only do so much. You know, I can't go zero to 100. I'm going to go zero to 50. The next guy will do the next 50, and that's called progress. That's a headline. That one's asinine. He doesn't forgive any of them. Fuck them all, he says. 
Not even Mary Magdalene, the most famous one of them all. She was the one that birthed Jesus, right? No, she was Jesus's whore. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, I, I missed that part of the Bible. Yeah, yeah, you weren't paying attention. Okay, Cam. Headliner asks nine, uh, horses in the United States are dying due to a shortage of ivermectin. <laughs> As we've learned, two forms of ivermectin, horse dewormer and then the one used for people. Let's get this straight here, folks. My name is not Joe Rogan, but I endorse his message. My name, is, my name is Cameron Osborne, and I do not endorse Cam LeClaire's endorsement. <laughs> there's two different types of... There's, there's horse dewormer, which is an ivermectin, and then there is ivermectin, which can be used for people. So this well, one, Cam, Cam you're also forgetting- is, you pushing, is you pushing the Fox News narrative and the CNN narrative that they're the same thing? That's asinine. Well, Cam, you're also forgetting uh, Flintstone's chewable ivermectin for kids. You're also forgetting that. Ah. Forgot about that one. Yeah, that's asinine. Yeah. Made it up. Nice try. Yeah, you you and CNN. Yeah, Didn't you know what? It. I think I think my problem with the ivermectin thing is that if you're at a point where you're researching it, you've gone too far just get vaccinated like if you're at the point where <laughs> you're like on the internet searching these things you're too far in the zeitgeist you're too far gone anyways yeah i mean what if you're what if you're triple vaxxed and then you get it and you're like what is what does anthony fauci have to say about this why would i care do you how many how many 70 year olds opinions do you care about how many 70? Uh, is Anthony Fauci 70? I'm going to guess he's fucking 70. These motherfuckers are old out there, my guy. That was a, uh, that was um, when it was John McCain and Obama running in like the mid 2000s or whatever. Chris Rogg had a great bit about McCain who was going to be like 75 when he had won or had he won or whatever. And the bit was, you know, this is the president. We're going to have a president who's 75. How many 75 year olds do you see just walking around doing shit? Yeah, I've never even seen one in an office. I I saw once. I saw one at the grocery store one time. Um, um, yeah. There was a guy in Vegas that had. I think he said, "Dancing Grandpa, seventy-five years old. Please donate." And he was just trying. <laughs> yeah, he was doing like hip hop dances, and it was <laughs> one of the sadder things. I've and seen. dab, and dab. Yeah, and dab, and this move. All right, Cam. Um, enough, po enough poly talk. Enough poly. Uh, can poly talk? Passenger claims woman breastfed cat on board flight. Uh, yeah. So this is the next one. Um, so yeah, uh, I I believe that mothers should be able to nourish their children in a safe, responsible area where they are not subject to ridicule and hazing however that comes with a line for example although it should although it is uh maybe i should not be condemning it i don't want to see a woman breastfeed an eight-year-old in public I, you know, yeah, they're out there. These fucking like, you know, you, you hear, you know, these kids who are breastfeeding way too late. If everyone's cool with breastfeeding in public, what's the age where you're no longer cool with that happening? 
so we got we got cams against Anthony Fauci. Yes. We got cams against free in the nipple. Let's yes. just get some things straight. I just want to say, I, I, I'm I, just going to say, free the nipple unless that nipple is intended for your 12-year-old son to suck your tits. I got to draw the line there. I got, there's a certain, I think if you're old enough, there has to be an age where if you're old enough to ask for it, <laughs> you're past it. You're too far. So you're saying women are now asking for it, Cam? No, no, I, I meant the kid. The kid uh, breastfeeding. Oh, the kids are now asking yes, for it. Yes, if the it, child yeah. is old enough to carefully and concisely describe their want, too much. Uh, but an animal, on the other hand, that would just be bizarre. Like, I would be more appreciative of, like, wow, the amount of, like, how many times have your nips been, like, just gnawed? Or fucking scratched, you know, like the amount of commitment that you would have to have to like, you know, kind of train your cat to breastfeed you the same way it would breastfeed, you know, a cat, which I can imagine are different processes. Uh, This sounds just crazy enough to work, though. So I am going to say that this is a headline. This is a headline out of Atlanta. Where Hotlanta, baby. Going viral. Hotlanta. Uh, Hotlanta. This is an American Airlines passenger, and it's basically been captured on a pilot messaging system. So we don't have video of the uh, breastfeeding cat. I know, Cam, you don't want to see any of it. Um, I, I think I actually want, I actually want to see it if it's a cat. I don't want to see it if it's an eight-year-old, but I want to see it if it's a cat. I'm curious as well. Uh, anyway, the passenger in seat 13A is breastfeeding a cat and will not put cat back in the carrier when flight attendant requested. Uh, this is now because of new rules that allow you to bring on support animals onto the plane, although this one might be a little bit uh, over the line, as some would say. Back to you, Cam. Yeah, if you're crazy enough that you think a cat is emotionally supporting you, then I would also buy that you're crazy enough to breastfeed it. So those two uh, those two things go hand in hand. Well, there was also a report of Daniel, an emotional support duck, <coughs> on a plane. Oh, yeah, have you ever seen a duck? They're so cute. They're like, quack, and then they like, have you ever seen a little duck try to like get, jump over a curb when it's crossing the street? Oh, it's the best. Ah, oh, they're so cute. It's the they're best. They're so cute. Okay, Cam, I got one more headline here for you. Headline Rast 9, 3D printed suicide pods plan to launch in Switzerland. Well, uh, which country, sorry? Switzerland. Okay. I always get them confused with the Swiss because of the, uh, the S in front of it. S- same place. Um, <laughs> same place. Switzerland. And, sorry, uh, Sweden. Sweden. Oh, my Sweden God. Sweden is right. <gasps> I too, Cam. I too often get the the Switzerland. <laughs> I often with get the USA Swiss. and United States mixed up. <laughs> uh, United States of Emirates and uh, America. Yes. Uh, anyway, the Swiss uh, notoriously neutral on these things. Can't really make up their mind if they should allow it or not. Uh, a suicide pod, though. Shit, I, the 3D printed part I'm not too concerned about. It's more the fact, and I think that's the confusing part about the headline. It's are we advertising that this is new manufacturing technology or are we advertising that there's going to be pods available in malls just like you see with people trying to whiten their teeth? <laughs> also, where do the bodies go? Right? Is this a um, Squid Games type scenario where you have the Follow me? Nope. Okay. 
It's the song in Squid Game. Kim, I'm too busy working all the time. I don't have time to fucking get hernias and shit and sit on the couch. So uh, sorry if I missed Squid Game. You missed it? Oh, my God, Kim. And now Halloween passed. So so we're past it. We're on to the new thing now. Have you watched uh, Game of Thrones? Yeah. Fucking poser. You fucking follow every trend, you fucking poser. Yeah. And that's like seven. That's why I'm that's why I'm dabbing so much right now. I refuse to watch that show. I'm saying it here. I will never watch that show. That's fine. I don't think Because if I start watching it now, I'm gonna be like the Duke goes to the Red Wedding episode. Oh my god, it's so crazy. And I'll just be way (laughs) behind. You'll just be way behind everything. Uh what was the headline anyway? Um, something about suicide pods. I'm confused. Um, I'm, I'm assuming you can do these in hospitals where if you're tired of living, you just go out and die. People come pick you up and it's uh, all good. Medically assisted suicide in Switzerland headline. Cam, this is a headline here for you. Uh, this story coming out of Switzerland about a company called Sarco. Is the name of the company. Uh, who is so they just recently commissioned a legal Sarco of life. Thank you. Who just recently com- commissioned a legal expert who concluded that uh, the company's 3D printed suicide pod does not break any laws within the country in Switzerland. If a person uh, is interested in ending their own life, they can seek out a doctor in doctor-assisted suicide. That That is right. It's something that's legal in Switzerland. How it works in the state of is it right now, you're left in a room with a series of liquids. The doctor tells you if you drink liquids one, then two, then three, you will die. Um, and then you're left to do it. Of course, if it happens, they'll fucking pick you up, dispose of the body how it, you know, how you would kind of normally, but the option is entirely in your hands, similar to these new suicide pods where, uh, you would get into the pod, um, and the pod would be flooded with nitrogen, lowering the breather's oxygen levels, having them slowly lose consciousness and then eventually die in about 10 minutes. The pod is activated from the inside and it also has an emergency button to exit. Uh, but if you can believe it or not, the creator of the pod, Dr. Philip Nietzsche, I know, uh, doesn't care about actually making money on the product, and he actually plans, when given the green light, to make the blueprints free to download online for anyone to do. The only criticism so far that uh, professionals have of the um, of the suicide pod is actually its cool, sleek design. Looks kind of like an escape pod that you would see coming out of a spaceship in a science fiction movie. Some experts uh, believe that uh, a sleek design would glamorize suicide. Um, so still in the planning phases, but we're getting there. Alrighty, Cam. Man with bang flag pistol shot 12 times with automatic weapon. Uh, that's too bad. That's too bad because the bang gag. classic uh, Wiley Coyote shoots the thing. Little uh, little little piece of paper comes out. It just says bang. Hilarious. Nobody dies and everything's safe. The problem is that there's weapons that it's it's these it's these. Call me crazy here. I'm we're, we're taking a lot of hot stances today. You and I both are Cam between the medical system and uh, you know now I think uh, healthcare or guns. There's no bang semi-automatic rifle, you know, because it would just happen too quickly. It would happen too quickly, and then you're screwed. So 
this sucks because this was clearly somewhere where I think if you're going to use the bang thing, it has to be in a way that you're not pointing at somebody. Because if you're pointing the bang pistol at somebody and you fire, they can't see the joke. They don't see the head. They don't see the gag. They just see a gun being shot at them. So they're going to fire back and go bang, bang, bang. If you're going to do a bang thing, it has to be almost like there's an audience perspective. You need to kind of shoot it off so they see bang and then get the joke. Uh, so another case of comedic timing could have saved this man's life. This is a headline. This one's asinine. I, I, I think they're pretty uh, scarce on making bang flag pistols that look like real pistols for this specific reason. That's a good point. A la Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Exactly, it's a good point. Coming out of the you know and the you know the Alec Baldwin movie set cam that you uh, you, you guns kill people, people yeah. don't kill people. Right? Yeah, exactly. People kill people. Cam, that was your uh, that was your defense. I recently heard you were hired for the Astral World kind of trial, and your big defense is guns don't kill people, people kill people. Now they just got trampled, right? They just got fucking trampled. <laughs> That's a tough way to go. And then kind of like crushed like, probably against things and people and like, man, that, cause that's, not, that's not a quick death, right? The bang flag pistol, 12 shots dead. Bang. Getting trampled. You're like, excuse me, could you just a little bit to the right? Right. That's a, that's yeah. Not going down easy. Not going down easy. Uh, not going down without a fight, but that's all the time that we have uh, on the show this week. That was a good episode. 98. Yes, sir. Uh, is there a hockey player? Uh, hockey player? Uh, no, but next week's the great one. There's never been a 98. Never been a 98? Wow. Uh, uh, can you think of one? Nope. Uh, so that <laughs> that was all the time we have for this week. Thanks for listening, folks. Oh, Frank, I cannot subscribe. forget about Mikhail Sergachev. Yeah, your godfather. Um, Rave Realize Try the Show is everywhere. Two things at gmail.com. Get any sort of bits, info, commercials, products you want to place in uh, this week because uh, you got to get them in fast before Friday because that's when the big uh, live episode's happening. And never forget, people, there's only been three people everywhere 98 <laughs> Jesse Pularvi, Brian Lawton, and Mikhail Sergachev. <laughs> Tune in next week to see if anyone's wore the next number. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, folks. Continuing tonight on two season of pop. Ninety-six point seven on your. Two season a pod, 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 two